Well, you want a godly marriage, and your spouse does too, and you work hard to, uh, to pursue that and to provide for your kids. Um, but when it comes to praying together, that isn't so easy, maybe because of your schedule or uh, you grew up differently with prayer. Um, we're going to unpack that topic today. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, there are couples who struggle with this. This is a fairly typical kind of a challenge for couples, Christian couples in particular, who think, I want to pray, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's the deal there? It's staggering because I just found this statistic that only 11% of couples pray together daily. Huh. And wow. I'm not surprised by that because I hear a lot about that. You think about prayer, prayer is vulnerable. Hmm. And when things in the relationship maybe haven't felt safe, there's been unresolved conflict and mismanaged conflict or, you know, pain and disappointment or, you know, how likely are we to enter into this very vulnerable thing? But it's recognizing that there's so much power in it. And how could we do this in a way that feels safe? Yeah. Well, that's the topic today, and Jim Daly spoke with Ryan and Selena Frederick, who lead a marriage ministry, and they speak pretty honestly and with some humor as well about how prayer hasn't always been easy for them. Ryan and Selena, welcome back to Focus. It's good yes. to have you. Thank we you for having us. This is a joy. Yeah. Coming all the way from the big state of Washington. Yes, the rainy <laughs> state of Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we'd like some of that rain, <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, let me say, uh, you know, again, I mentioned that guilt complex and all that, but most Christians know that prayer is important, but many of us, we just don't build it into our regular program. I guess the obvious question is, why do you think that is? When the power of prayer, the testimony of what prayer does out of scripture, and then we just kind of bump along in this life. Yeah. I, you know, Tim Keller had a thought on this and I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said something to the effect of, uh, we don't pray uh, because we don't think we need God. Right. And I think no Christian in their right mind would come out of the gate and say, yeah, I don't need God. Therefore I don't pray. No, we functionally don't think we need God. So mm-hmm. we go about our day. I mean, I find myself, it's like, uh, I'm laying down in bed at night and I'm realizing this is the first time I've actually thought about God. I've mm-hmm. thought about needing him. I've thought about praying to him, let alone praying for my wife and contending on behalf of my wife. So I think it's a matter of need and on some level, deep pride. Yeah. And I think, you know, ironically, modernity does provide a lot of ease for us. If we were hunting and gathering for our food, I think we'd be praying a lot more. I know I would because I'm pathetic (laughs) at it. But, uh, you know, only prayer would be uh, required there. But, you know, that's part of it, right? Our needs are generally met just through modernity. You know, the fact that we go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. that sounds odd, but just stop and think about that. What those that have gone before us had to do uh, you know, I'm sure they're praying often just to find something to eat, right? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. I believe there was a particular season, Ryan, when you struggled to pray because you were consumed with work. I think all of us, men and women that are working outside the home are going, right. yeah, I mean, you're thinking about it. You're not sure if you've done the, you know, all the things that go into that, the 14 things I have to yeah. do tomorrow. It's when I hear myself saying all that, it does sound like an excuse. Yeah, I think as a husband and as a man, I think the tendency is to, I want to provide. I want to be the problem solver. I want to be the one out, you know, in the community solving problems, in our lives solving problems. And I just get so self-sustaining, self-focused, right? Mm. And there was a season in our lives and in our work. So we do that. We write full-time. We we do the podcast full-time. It's a business. And it was not going well. 
recently. And so I was just wanting to buckle down and work harder, you know, grind harder, put in longer hours, get up earlier. And I just realized I was doing it completely on my own strength. And the Lord graciously convicted me. And just Can I me, ask you, did that conviction come through Selena? <laughs> it always does. <laughs> if your marriage is like my marriage, yeah. the Lord speaks through Gene often. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And that's a grace of God. And yeah, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I think I just resolved with that conviction to open every morning with this line in my journal. And you can see it uh, just a few months ago. Lord, I need you more than I need revenue. I need you more than I need to get this done. I need you more than I need whatever that thing is that I'm putting, that I'm trying to solve myself. Boy, now you're touching on And it completely calibrates my heart now yeah. to work out of a place of God is my provider, not me. Yeah. And that's so freeing and Which so liberating. The same goes for a wife, right? And a mother. We wake up and kids are, they come in hot in the morning. They're just ready to go. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. starting the day. And so as a mom, I can very easily just jump into making breakfast, jump into whatever the next thing is, instead of humbly calibrating myself, coming to the Lord first, sitting at the feet of Jesus, reminding myself that these little blessings God's given to me mm. for a short time to steward. Oh, okay, stop and breathe my savior, he sustains me, yeah. right? When he was tempted in the desert, he told the enemy, he told the devil, it's not by bread alone that I'm sustained, right? right. But mm-hmm. by every word of God. And so how, if Jesus says those things, how yeah. dare I step out of that lane? Right? Yeah, I so appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I can think of those days. I mean, especially with younger kids, mm-hmm. uh, it's chaos pretty much right the from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in bed. They're coming, mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah. You know, whoa, okay, what do I have here? I used to get up at five in the morning when I was a little kid. I, my poor mom. Oh, my. I mean, Why is this not surprising? Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I still get up at five in the morning. <laughs> well, Greg, for the couples who are in a really busy season, um, trying to raise kids, you know, business and, and work, how can they make prayer a part of their routine uh, during such an over-the-top busy time? Yeah, I think the hardest way to do this is to try to go, let's get all this on the calendar. Let's create a prayer schedule. I, I think what that ends up doing is it sets them up for failure, mm. and they, they won't live up to that. They'll forget. They'll feel failed and stop doing it altogether. The way Aaron and I really do this is that it's our goal to pray for each other, to just to have that special time. But I think we also understand there's going to be moments, there's going to be days, there might even be seasons where we're tired or, or even disconnected. And we let that be okay. But how we do this is that we simply just say, hey, what's one thing that I can pray for you about tomorrow? And what, I've, what I love about doing that, and just even last night, I asked Aaron this, and, and it was good just to hear her going, you know, I've got, I've got a really a full client load, and I'm just, I'm tired, I'm worn out, I'm, we have to go on a trip, just pray for energy. And it, it's always good just to, to ask her that question, how can I pray for you? Because it gives me insight and a snapshot into what she's facing and what's going on in her life that's important to her or a particular issue that she's facing, just simply by asking just that simple question. And so that's what I like about it. So it keeps you current. It keeps you updated. It gives you guys an opportunity to go before the Lord and just pray over your spouse. You know, for for others, I know they're thinking, oh, that'd be nice to go to sleep with my spouse because I have a particular job. I'm working night shift, whatever. I'm traveling a lot. And the good news is do this via text. 
you know, start off the day and just say, hey, I know you're going to be up in a couple hours. How can I be praying for you today? And if Aaron's willing, she would respond, hey, yeah, I've got this busy day. Just pray Mm -hmm. for energy. Okay. And then I can then do that throughout the day. Yeah. It just gives me a moment to pause. What it does is it keeps her on my mind. And that's a great thing for the relationship. But then I'm sending her before the Lord. And that's always a good thing. So it's just, it's connecting. But I like that it, it, it keeps us current with each other. And that what a benefit that has for the marriage. Yeah. And I, I just love what you said at the beginning there um, in terms of shift your expectations away from it's got to be this. Right. And instead look for ways to where it could be this. It could be a fast phone call on, on the way to the next meeting. It could be a text. It could be we said this right as I was going out the door. The point is come together in prayer start somewhere and see where else you can start, um, you know, if you will, tucking those prayer times in yeah. to a busy schedule. And, and even, John, I, I was thinking, too, that, you know, as Aaron and I are in conversation, you know, again, we're all busy, but those little moments that, that we're talking, she might share something. That I can right then and there go, hey, let, let me pray for yes. you about that and do a Just be spontaneous and quick prayer. Yeah. And, and I love that there you go. because I know... Even with my friends, there are certain ones that'll be like, let's pray right now. And they're consistently like that. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And so to have my spouse pray for me right on the spot, wow, that means the world. And and I don't know when, Aaron, we started doing this, but anytime prayer is happening, so maybe we're at church or wherever, you know, here at Focus on the Family during a devotion time, we always join hands. Even that, let, let's say that that's all you guys do together is you join hands when someone is praying, that's connecting you. Mm-hmm. And and you can build off of that. That gives you a little micro mm-hmm. moment yeah. of connection that makes a difference. Well, this has been really good. And I so enjoyed the, uh, the energy and the simplicity uh, that Ryan and Selena brought to the table with regard to prayers for my wife and the companion book, Prayers for My Husband. Uh, We're bundling those. We'll send those to you for a gift of any amount, and uh, the link is in the show notes. Now, prayer is one of the many things covered on our free online marriage assessment, and if you haven't taken that yet, uh, do so today. Over a million people have completed that, and the link is in the episode notes. You're going to find it beneficial as kind of a reset and a move-forward action item for your marriage. Next time, we'll hear from Bob Lapine. He'll talk about showing agape love and how that can bless your marriage. For Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.